0: Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Kaleikin Circumstances. I'm your host, Marion Angelis, and this is our show. Hello everybody. It is very, 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 very late <laughs> right now. It is 11.13 p.m. So I am doing this super late right now because I think there was there would be no better time than to talk about this topic. So, I am actually not in a formal shirt today. I am wearing my pajamas. I have a pajama shirt on. I've been wearing I'm wearing pajamas on my, on my bottoms. They're pink and white plaid. They're cute. Not going to stand up and show it cuz, you know, I'm too tired for that. But if you guys can tell where this is going, we're going to be talking about social distancing and quarantining and COVID. We'll be talking about all of those things today, because I've constantly mentioned it throughout the show that this, that this podcast was created out of my desire to have something, have an outlet to express my emotions and to be able to talk to, to connect with an audience better through talking about movies and TV shows. That's all the show it really is, but. We haven't really gotten too much into staying at home and what it's like for so many people across the globe. And there are so many different stories that we could talk about, but we're going to be talking about this Netflix series that came out that is called Social Distance. And it is an anthology series about people in social distancing. So anthology means it's essentially a storytelling storytelling series and based on real life stories these are I'm not sure if they actually got real life people they probably based it off of people who have lived through these specific situations and what they had to go through and there are 10 episodes in this show I will be honest with you I did not watch all 10 in depth there were some that I was much more attracted to than others and that is okay Every single experience is different, but let's talk about quarantining and staying home and that kind of stuff. So, I think in the US there are about 200,000 deaths. I'm not sure. Let's f- look it up right now. We'll do we'll do a live kind of thing right now. How many deaths in in US now? Let's find out. Let's find out. There are drum roll and it's not gonna have a drum roll. <laughs> what the frick that's so messed up. It is two hundred and twenty-four thousand two hundred and eighty-two as of right now according to the world ometer that was last updated today at five five hundred forty forty GMT. Um that's green which mean but I'm not sure. There's probably 5 a.m. That's my guess. But that's the most recent. So we have about 220,000. And that's awful. Can you... No one should have died. Like, really. We should have taken things more proactively. And I will not be pointing fingers. That's not what this is about. But because of that and the fear that, of course, COVID isn't a curable disease yet. We have to stay home a lot of us stay home and a lot of us who continue to responsible and only spend time with people who are being safe can and that's kind of the way it goes right now and right now I guess the best thing to say is that being at home kind of sucks so a little bit of backstory I quarantine started right before I finished high school and I've been taking classes online while I'm going to my public university right now which is about I'll say an hour from my house drive so it's nice that I get to do online classes but I don't get to spend time with people that often like I'll be honest with you the next time I want to be spending time with people is on my birthday and all of them are going to be I'm asking all of them to stay home to stay safe because I will not allow them in this house if they do not stay safe and it's like, what, three or four people that are coming, so it's, I want to be safe, and to want to be proactive about spending time with people that I really care about, and when I can't, I kind of just stay home, and staying home right now involves watching all of the shows that I feel I want to see, and feel that are good for this show, and good for my audience, which is, you are all very open. My, in my perception of this audience is that, You are all very open and willing to be able to listen to the different ideas and different perspectives and real-life stories and sometimes some light stuff, sometimes some heavy stuff. But we don't always focus on the heavy stuff. We always focus on the stuff that's positive and brings so much light and love and also awareness to our society. And that's the kind of audience I see all of you as. is that you're people who will see sometimes a kid's show as something that may not that may not be appropriate for our age but like you know it's fun and that's the point fun we we need that little bit of a getaway because when we're all at home and having to stick to the realities that we do right now it's just best just to kind of get away from it all a little bit and this show really helps me out with being able to get away but this is the time that we have to be real that I'm going to be 100% honest with you and what some of these episodes are so the way that this this episode will work it's a little bit different I want to go over a couple of specific episodes that I think are really really important there are mind you there are two episodes in this show that actually um, either reference systemic racism and the Black Lives Matter movement or completely address it as the as the whole topic of the episode so these are episodes nine, which addresses it to be a caveat for the tenth episode. So what I'm going to say is we'll cover over it briefly, and I want to be able to pay proper homage to these to these topics. So if this episode comes out after after the the Chicago the trial of the Chicago Seven comes out, Please watch the Trial of the Chicago 7 episode I will be putting out because that really gets into all my emotions about systemic racism and how unfair I feel our justice system really is. That is what I really want to talk about, but when it comes to quarantining and stuff like that, that's what, re- what we're really going to be getting into today. So let's get started. So the first episode is actually about a man who has broken up with his girlfriend and he doesn't have a job. He's just staying at home in his apartment by himself. And he seems like he's really a really happy guy. And kind of just has to help people with their haircuts and stuff like that. He does like an online haircut. And what he does is that he's, he's okay. And his friend Gene is like, Well, dude, you got to make the best out of this right now. And what happens is that he decides to make his houseplant, houseplant his best friend and starts posting pictures on Instagram and gets a lot of likes and happiness from people. And there are definitely some moments like that in society right now. So a while back, you guys probably knew, probably have seen this on TikTok. If you guys haven't, please see it on TikTok or something, or at least look it up if you can. And it is actually this guy who sees this girl on Um, in another building, on his on their rooftop, rooftop, and he decides to fly a drone over to her and gives her his number. And they have like a little date across the, um, they have a little date where they have each other like an like an iPad or like iPhone on the other side of the table, and they have dinner together. They do like all these super super cute things, and like that's just one example. I think that's so amazing. And then there's other ways of grandparents who want to hug their grandkids but can't. They actually wrap themselves in plastic or like have like a little wall contraption where they can like fit their arm and they have like plastic gloves, like um, duct tape to it and they hug the kids to make sure that they aren't getting, their, their grandparents aren't getting sick. And... We are all just coming up with super creative ways to just be so positive and so much fun and so much light. So this houseplant idea, like treating the houseplant like a bay, is just, it's so cute and so sweet. And I just, I just love it. What the heck? It's just, it's so cute. I wonder if I could ever come up with something like that. <laughs> but then he starts getting comments about, oh, he'll only be able to keep his plant bay for a couple of weeks. Yeah, he'll kill it. He'll kill his plant. And um, and he's like getting really negative and starting to go spiraling to his past memories with his girlfriend before they broke up and how happy they were and how upset he became. And all of a sudden, what happens is he posts a video on his Instagram and everyone's super, super worried about him. And Gene, his friend, was like, dude, you don't need to be alone right now. We're, right we're all right here with you. We're super worried. And it actually is a video of him getting drunk with this houseplant. And, like, a whole bunch of people are shocked and don't know what to say. And some of them are like, he should really have some help. This is awful. And what we find out is that he was in a video call at the beginning of the, of the episode. And at the end of the episode, we find out that he actually was um, getting therapy as, for being an alcoholic. And that is why his girlfriend broke up with him because of his violent behavior as an alcoholic. And when I thought about it, I just went, wow, I couldn't, I didn't even realize that. There are so many people that handle with addiction and abuse, abuse of different substances. And for me, it just breaks my heart to hear he, he needs he experienced all of this and that he's going through all of it and I don't understand it whatsoever I'll be honest with you but I want to and that I just I more watch and just empath and try to empathize with him rather than and understand him because I don't understand I'll be honest with you and that's there's nothing bad in saying that you don't understand something if you say I don't understand what you're saying I don't understand your perspective that's okay so a little bit of empathy and an open heart is more than enough. And that's pretty much the first episode. Now, thinking about the first episode, there are way more episodes to this that definitely go into a couple of other topics. Well, everybody, so that's more episode one. So there are a couple other topics, but the second, top, the second episode is actually about a family who had lost for the kids, they lost their grand, their dad. And for the grandkids, they lost their grandpa. And somehow, unfortunately with COVID and everything, they're unable to have a in-person ceremony. Instead, they have to have a virtual ceremony. So this consists of the dad who stays at the grandpa's place and then his kids who are attending the funeral. And then there is his, um, the man's sister and her family, and then there is the other brother, and then there is the deal, And all of them at first kind of give their respects and everything, but then the oldest, there's three siblings. So there's an oldest brother, sec- the second is the sister, and then the third is another brother. So the oldest um, son, he starts making his speech and then the two younger siblings start fighting at each other because they're like, I can't agree with you. I can't do this. You're awful. You're this. You're this. You're this. You're this. Every, it's just, it goes crazy. And what even, and even when they try to get things back on track, there is even a Zoom bomb during the funeral where there are people twerking at his funeral. And the, the son's, the girl, the daughter, she is heartbroken. She's like, I can't do this. I can't go through this ceremony like this. This is just too difficult for me. And everyone's like, no, we all need to calm down. And the deal at, at this point, he can't, he doesn't know how to unmute himself. So it's more of just the three siblings and the daughters and like everyone's on their phone, not being respectful. And then there's other things about arguing and all this and that, and that there's there's no sense of commonality, and that they can't fix it. But then, the deal actually is able to unmute himself, and he says, and he says that him, their dad was the love of his life, and it's revealed that the dad, the the man who passed away, was actually gay, and that the deal was actually his boyfriend, his lover, his everything. And he actually ended up telling thing, telling stuff about the three kids and their favorites, and what the dad said about each of them. In that, the, the young, um, the sister, he, he, um, the dad was like, "Oh my gosh, I wish for her resilience and her strength. She is such a good mother." And then the youngest is like, "I wish I had his spirit. His spirit's so strong, and will, and so willing." And for the oldest, he said... It was very sweet, actually. He was like, I feel like I'm very lucky to have someone like my son taking care of me. And everyone just really bonded and got together and took that moment to just spend time with one another. I think even in a funeral like with that, it was just the most heartwarming thing because there are so many people who don't get to have even a virtual ceremony because sometimes they may not have many people don't have reliable internet or they won't or they'll only be able to do a drive-through funeral where they see their urn where they see the urn outside inside the funeral home while they're looking at it through a glass window and it's really hard i can't fathom losing a family member like that well my parent my dad is a nurse and he does work he can or may or may not work sometimes with patients who have covid so I get really scared. I get scared sometimes for for my family's safety and for my friends' safety and how their parents are also nurses and maybe people who are on the front lines. And to all of the nurses, grocery workers, funeral workers, every single person who has to work on the front lines to help keep our society running, thank you for your service and for helping us and i'm not talking about the military this time i'm talking about the people who are helping to maintain our society and to help keep people safe i'm so grateful for that and i think that people like these need to be more celebrated just like our military is because they did fight to have to help keep us our freedom and to help and now they're helping other countries The U.S. military is helping other countries with their freedom, like Iraq, Afghanistan. And I'm not sure about other countries. Trust me. I don't remember. I wish I could. My brain is like, or or the Rohingya in, um, in, uh, Bangladesh. I don't remember. But Rohingya is spelled R-O-H-I-G-Y-A and they are refugees from uh their home country who needed to run away because they were they were being killed by the oh was it pakistani government i don't remember trust me look it up yourself you you probably could find it i'm so sorry but like with everything you just have so much warmth and happiness and light and that's you know That's pretty much all there is to it. So with this next, these next set of episodes, they're related to one thing. And it's about people, the family members being sick with COVID and having to manage kids. So they, the show actually handles this in two different ways. One episode is where the dad, um, a dad is taking care of his son and his wife has been stricken with COVID. And he's having a hard time managing having to take care of his son and having to worry about whether his wife will survive COVID because she's slowly getting worse and that she's not doing okay. And that's, I I really don't want to cry. I've, I've cried like several times today because of these episodes. They touch my heart in a way that talking about these episodes and doing this kind of stuff really helps address emotions that i don't address very often and that helps me be more expressive so that's what i want to give you guys is that you're seeing my honest reactions and everything that's part of that and with the other episode about you know people being sick family members being sick and managing kids um there is this professor who has um who needs to have her her mom taken care of, and she can't stay in the nursing home. So what happens is that um, the mom's caretaker, who she pays for privately, she stays with um, the grandma for two weeks because they were going on lockdown, but the professor has to take care of her caretaker's kid because if she, if she doesn't, then they can't afford childcare and they can't do any of that. And to think that you, that unemployment is such a big and prevalent thing, this kind of just, it signifies that. I watch, I'm watching this and I'm like, wow, this really, really signifies that. And I'm definitely missing some, some really key and important episodes, but I can't remember all of them. They're all very different stories that all deserve their own justice. And the ones that I remember the most are the ones I want to give to you. And with people being sick and managing kids, I guess I can't relate to that, but my parents kind of can because they're having to deal with the stress of being in COVID and not having my dad possibly get sick and my mom still having to take care of us. And like at some points we weren't able to go to the grocery store that often and we had to live off of fish fillets for a little while and it was, it was hard at some points because we'd be rolling toilet paper at odd ends of the day in order to have toilet paper in our house or i know that these are things that are so trivial and so and not important to people who are having unemployment issues and not being able to feed their families being tossed out onto the streets and then getting covid and it doesn't relate to that at all but of course these are my struggles and I'm not invalidating somebody else's just because I'm telling my own story. And it's, it's hard having to take care of kids. My mom still has to do it. <laughs> I commend her because she still is so, she does so much of the work in the house so that I can do this podcast and I can be with you guys as much as possible. And not with just with a podcast, but with my schoolwork and prioritizing me finishing college and getting a good job in order to give me a good future and that my mom invests in that every single day and now she has to invest in it more hoping that we don't get sick and it's it's hard because even when you need the support like you need support you can't have it because Everything is virtual like you don't feel that physical support and there's a saying that alone and lonely. So lonely is a feeling and alone is a physical state and they do not always always go together. Sometimes you can be alone and not lonely or lonely but not alone. And there are four different categories. You can be not alone and not lonely or alone and lonely. So we try to reach the state of being alone, but not lonely, that we find ways to entertain ourselves and to be happy and be positive in that. With kids, they, if you don't have that positivity, they will see right through you. They know. And that's the amazing thing about kids. They can, they can tell almost immediately if there's something wrong or something off. And I've seen this firsthand when I was younger and I was crying sometimes. And this is when my younger sister was pretty young and I started having anxiety. She would come up to me and give me a lot of hugs and kisses. And she was like maybe four at the time, five. And I was like, oh, hey, baby, what's wrong? And she's like, you're crying. I don't like to see you cry. And I just like kids can see right through you. And no matter what happens, they will see right through you. And the fact that they have um, this professor, professor and this dad have such a hard time care- taking care of the kids that they need to take care of, it doesn't change the fact that they are absolute superheroes and that they do the absolute best that they can in, in, in the circumstances that they're given. One of the other things that I really wanted to address was long story short, it is systemic racism. And we'll talk about episode nine a little bit and what it kind of entails, and then I'll give my opinions. But this episode is not about completely going into systemic racism and, and COVID. It This is about kind of talking about what affects our lives now and I want, and I go much more in depth in the Trial of the Chicago 7 video. If it hasn't come out yet, please do watch it whenever it does come out. But if it already has, please do watch it. Because I really go off on and systemic racism and that I do not support it whatsoever. So, here we go. Episode 9 is about this gamer girl who has a crush on a guy and she has to figure out a way to say it to him. But, of course, this is... You know what's funny? The dialogue is exactly what I feel like my sister and her friends would say. And it's just, it's so funny to me to think that that kind of stuff is true. And I would, I kind of go back and I I laugh at it a little bit. And eventually this girl, Mia, ends up confessing to her crush. He says that he likes her too. And they have this whole thing, and they are just happy for a little while. And then she looks on his Instagram and sees that he's xenophobic. Xenophobia is the is the um, racism against people who are Asian. And the thing is, is that Mia is Asian. She is Chinese. And he actually made a joke about, "Oh, I'm gonna nom on on that." On that coronavirus from them, from them Chinese. I think that's what it is. It was like a f- picture of a, of a virus, but like China involved in it somehow. And Mia was just heartbroken. Obviously, I don't support that. I'm Asian myself, and no person deserves that kind of treatment just because people think that they have COVID. That's wrong, disgusting, absolutely disgusting, and nothing but a horrible, horrible. I guess like trashy way of being a person because they're still people and at the end of this episode Mia's crying to her best friend and she's like hey there's not a lot of uh, not a lot Um, it's like hey um her best friend is like oh there's not a lot you should be thinking about this just ignore him there's more important things going on, anyways. And Mia's like, "What do you mean? I haven't been online recently." And her best friend's like, "Look on your feed." And they start talking about the Black Lives Matter protest, George Floyd being killed in a strong in a stronghold for I think seven minutes. And they transition straight to the next episode. That is absolutely an absolutely insane way of ending it. But I guess COVID kind of is already pretty insane as it is. So, I don't ding the show for doing that whatsoever. So, the next episode is about an employee and his boss and how the employee wants to go to a Black Lives Matter protest. Well, not Black Lives Matter protest, but like a protest to defund the the police department. And his boss does not support him doing that. Because he's like, to be the perfect black man, you need to be able to stand silent and help support your community silently. You don't even have any ideas. You don't have this and this and this and this. And this employee just goes off. He's like, sir, with all, he's like, dude, you always have to instruct people on how to be the perfect black man. But like, we're doing stuff. We are making a change in that we are demanding for change. And they're doing it peacefully. But really, this boss, he thinks that it's like a violent protest. And it's like, well, this won't help us. We'll still be doing this and this and this. Like, he's like, it's hopeless. Just deal with it. Just live with it. And this employee becomes absolutely mad, takes off his shirt, his employee shirt, and walks away. Because, guess, guess the frick what? His dignity is better his dignity and his pride towards his people and being able to support his community and be able to stop police from killing any more innocent black men and women and children is more important than a stupid job and the thing is is that he will end up unemployed without this job but he doesn't care at the end I I'll say this I wouldn't support a job like that either. Even if I ended up unemployed, my dignity is so much more worth than having some stupid cash in my pocket. Because you'll always find a way to have it with people who will support you, not bring you down just because you want to do, just because you believe in something so strongly. And I think the, the employee was 100% right in this regard. And the funny thing is, this is the last episode of the series. This is how it ends. That this this employee is taking a stand against his boss, and I think that's a lot against COVID. That we take a stand against COVID, that we do our best to stay to stand against COVID, and that we stay at home, we do our masks. But at the same time, we do a systemic racism. We have systemic racism where you're going to protest, you're, but you're still being safe, following the rules so that you don't end up getting hurt. And that, what I mean by that is like parking your car far away and not having it like cop at police, stuff like that. And there is just so much that goes on within our own society right now being in COVID. And we're only talking about the US, Italy, South, South Korea is actually doing a really great job. Actually, they get, they have a bit more, they have a lot better (laughs) policy, China, um, India, um, Africa, there's so many different places that have something like this defined and have COVID and but have to deal with different issues because India is a really, really populated place. There are so many people that are infected and a lot that pass away because even with people who stay at home, there's not a lot of protection for them. People who stay, off on, the, stay on the streets, homeless, they don't get that much protection either. And that's something we really need to change because if we're not able to help people get off the streets and at least be able to protect us in the in this meanwhile, then there won't be any society to come back to. There won't be an economy to come back to. And I will only strongly say that if you want really if you want things to change that you you advocate for change that you talk to your representatives that you vote that you make your decision and don't let anyone else make it for you and that you participate in protests, or at least if you can't be proactive and speak out like I am or sign petitions or there's so many things you can do support black-owned businesses if you can if you have the means to there are so many things that you can do like there's this um um business that's actually called popcorn world and it's a black owned business and it has and they have like i think over like 200 different flavors and i really want to try their popcorn like i just it sounds so good right now i'm like drooling (laughs) and that's like a great example that if you can like spend maybe like ten dollars and just support a black owned business you're giving your dollar as a vote to help people that really deserve it not dumb corporate companies but of course there's not everything that um is black owned will be accessible for everybody so i totally understand and with covid we can make a change and that us staying home is the start of that so thank you guys so much for watching i am so relieved that all the episodes I've done today are finished. I am, it's been a long, long day. But I'm so grateful that you guys will be able to have all of these episodes to view soon. And by the time you're watching this, all of the episodes should be up. So, thank you guys again so much for watching. This has been another episode of Kaligan Circumstances. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.